Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you to, with you again. Easy for me to say. The Yoda Payne Podcast. It's Friday. It's May 26th. It's Memorial Day weekend. 20. 23 and the Joe Beningo Order Paint Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. By the needed discount tire, and of course, our good friends at DraftKings. All right, little, little different departure, if you will, today. All right, well, here's what we're gonna do. Like I said, something just a little different. You know, Carmelo Anthony retired this week, and there's been a lot of talk about retiring as number seven with the Knicks and putting it up in the rafters and all of that. So there's been a lot of talk this week about you know, what numbers that should now, for New York sports uh, teams and players, should now be retired? So let me start with Camelo. As far as Carmelo is concerned, I'm all for retiring his number, okay? I like Carmelo. I'll always have a place in my heart for Carmelo Anthony. He wanted to be here. When everybody else in the NBA didn't want to come to the Knicks, all right, where it was almost like toxic to come play here, God knows LeBron didn't want it. Didn't want to come and play for us, all right? You know, he made his decision to go to to go to go Miami, as we all know. Melo wanted to be here. Now, should that trade have been made? Should, it, should they have waited till he was a free agent at the end of the year? Dolan kind of pushed the trade. You know, they got rid of Raymond Felton. They got rid of Danilo Gallinari. I forget who else was in the deal. I, I, I don't remember all the parameters of it. But they gave up a lot to get Melo from Denver. And he came here, and he was a good Nick. I mean, say whatever you want. We had that 54-win season 10 years ago. Uh, it didn't end well. That, you know, that loss in the second round of the playoffs in six games to Indiana. You know, Melo getting blocked at the rim by Roy Hibbert. You know, that'll be the lasting memory of that series against Indiana. But he also had that, what was it, 61-point night. I believe it's the all-time Nick record. He broke Bernard King's record uh, for points uh, in a game by Nick, you know. And like I said, Mello wanted to be here for all the negative things you want to say about him. Uh, he's a, certainly a Hall of Famer. There's no question about that. He won three Olympic gold medals. Um, you know, obviously the national championship at Syracuse uh, back in 2003 and all of that as a freshman. So I don't think there's any doubt that Mello will wind up in Springfield, Mass. in the uh, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. But as I said, I'm all for retiring Melo's number seven. But before we do that, you got to put Bernard King's number 30 up in the rafters. And I understand that Bernard did not play a long time here. He's only with the Knicks for, I believe it was three years. But, you know, he was tremendous. Bernard was better than Melo. I mean, you know, not everybody I'm talking to today saw Bernard King play. Bernard King was better than Carmelo Anthony. Bernard King could score with anybody. And back in that 83-84 season, should have been the MVP of the league. They gave it to Larry Bird. Remember, the Knicks had that. They won 47 games this year, just like the team this year. 47 games this year. Had that classic first-round series against the Pistons that the Knicks won in five, uh, winning game five in double overtime in Detroit. 
you know, Bernard King and Isaiah Thomas going back and forth, back and forth. Knicks win that series in five. And then, of course, a classic seven-game series against the uh, would-be eventual NBA champions in 1984, the Boston Celtics, classic seven-gamer. The Celtics won all four games in Boston. The Knicks won all three games at the Garden. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be at that game six. All three Nick wins, Bernard had over 40 points in those games. He was unbelievable. And I was fortunate enough to be at that game six where Larry Bird at the buzzer missed what would have been a potential game-winning three, and the Knicks survived that game but then got pasted, really, in game seven in Boston on that Sunday afternoon. But Bernard was great. He was also, when he tore his knee up the following year in 84-85, actually uh, was the leading scorer in the NBA, and he was averaging about 32 points a game. Remember he had that weekend in Texas when he had those back-to-back 50-point games? I believe it was against Dallas and San Antonio. Bernard's an all-time great Nick. I don't care how long he played here. Number 30 should be in the rafters. Before we do anything with Carmelo Anthony, we got to put Bernard King's number 30 up there. We have to. And and can they, and I don't know what's going to happen with Julius Randle, if he's going to be on the team next year or not. But you can't, Julius Randle cannot be wearing Bernard King's number 30. I'm sorry. He just can't be doing it. He's not Bernard. You know, that's a number you got to put away. I'm sorry. That's a number you got to put away, and they need to put that up in the rafters soon. So before you put, you know, Mello's number seven up there, you got to put Bernard's number 30 up there. I'm sorry. That has to happen, and, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. So as far as retiring Carmelo's number, okay, I'm good with that. But before you do that, you got to put Bernard's number 30 up there. And then, you know, two days after that, you want to put Mello's number seven you can do it, but we got to start with uh, Bernard King's number 30. And then as far as other retired numbers, you know, I saw a thing on SNY. JJ was talking about, you know, his the five numbers that he would retire and all of that for uh, uh, New York sports teams and all of this. Well, you heard me say Bernard's number one. The next, the next two guys that numbers got to be retired are Daryl Strawberry and Doc Good. I mean, you could say whatever you want, and I understand – you know, the drug stuff and everything with Doc and Daryl. I get it. I get it. I get it. The bottom line on the Mets is this. You cannot have a, you know, a, a serious discussion about the history of the New York Mets without including Daryl Strawberry and, and Dwight Doc Gooden. You can't. Because they were as big a part of the Mets as anybody. They were, you know, look, there is no 1986 championship without those two guys. And everybody knows how electric it was. If you were fortunate enough to go to Shea Stadium in 1985 and watch Doc Gooden pitch when he had his unbelievable 24-4, and 1.53 ERA season in his second year, well, then you know what it was. The, the nights when he pitched were electric. I never... You know, I was there for game six of the World Series, the Bill Buckner game and all of that. Uh, I, I was at Shea Stadium for playoff games. and It never rocked the way it rocked when Doc was pitching. And I'm talking about regular season games in 1985 and then even in into 86 and beyond. But that 1985 season, when Gooden had that unbelievable Cy Young Award winning year, I mean, that was unreal. And Darrell, let's be honest, I mean, you never – when Daryl was coming up to hit, you never missed him hitting. You didn't miss it. You wanted to see him swing that bat 
if you had to go to the bathroom, whatever, you waited until after Strawberry had his at bat. So there is no 1986 Mets. There is no uh, renaissance of the Mets after the, you know, uh, the aftermath of the Tom Seaver trade in 1977 and all those bad years from 77 right through 1983. There is no renaissance of the Mets without Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. And at some point, the Mets have to get off their high horse. They have to, you know, get off the moral high ground that, you know, people seem to be on in these days too much, okay? And especially when you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, baseball and different things that happen, whether it's drugs, whether it's steroids, whatever it may be. It's time to get off the moral high ground. And the next two numbers that got to be retired by the Mets, even before David Wright, before you put David Wright up there, and he's going to go up there at some point, but before you put David Wright up there, to me, you got to put Daryl Strawberry's number 18, Doc Gooden's number 16. That's it. They have to be up there. So those are the two, you know, so after Bernard King, the next two you got to put up there are Doc and Daryl. Now, the next guy, and I'm going to start, I'm on, I'm on a little bit of a campaign now for this guy, not only to get his number retired, but for him to get into the Hall of Fame, and that's Mark Gastineau. I mean, let's be honest. Now that Joe Klecko is finally, deservedly, after all these years in the Hall of Fame, isn't it time to put Gastineau in there? You know, if Klecko was the leader of the sack exchange, Gastineau was the next guy, and he was the premier sack guy on that team. He was the guy. Four years as a, not just a pro bowler, four years of all pro status in the NFL. He had over 100 sacks in his career. He had the record for most sacks in a season until Strahan broke it, you know, 20-something, whatever years later. What was it, 22 sacks? I think that was the number by Gaston. In 1981, in the height, the biggest year of the sack exchange, I think Klecko, Klecko had 20 sacks and Gaston had 19. This guy is one of the premier sack masters of all time. And he gets a bad rap, bad rap, Gastineau, that he couldn't play to run. That's BS. He used to go, you watch him. Go watch old film of Gastineau. He would go sideline to sideline. Look, and I know Klecko and Marty Lyons really didn't love Gastineau when he was playing, okay? I think that's changed now, but really didn't love him when he was playing because of the sack dance, right? It was such a big deal. Because Gastineau was the guy, you know, he'd sack the quarterback and then do that crazy sack dance. And back then, that was like, what are you doing? You can't do that. Well, let's fast forward now to 40 years, and everybody does a sack dance. Everybody has a sack dance. If it's the first sack of your career, you're doing some kind of a dance. And Gastineau was, you know, he was the guy. He was the pioneer of the sack dance. He was the inventor of the sack dance. This guy belongs in the Hall of Fame. The Jets need to retire number 99. I know it's in the ring of honor, but the Jets need to retire number 99. And it's time now, you know, Gary Myers, the the longtime sports writer from the Daily News, did a tremendous job. And I got to talk to Gary about this. Did a tremendous job getting Klecko in the hall. Now it's time to get Gastineau in. Like I said, this guy was the premier pass rusher of his time. And like I said, he invented the sack dance, and now everybody does a sack dance. So I, I really, I, I think it's long overdue. Now that Joe's in there, now that Joe Klecko's finally in the Hall of Fame, number 73, 
Now it's time to put number 99 in there too. And you can't give the rookie uh, first-round draft choice out of Iowa State, Will McDonald the fourth. You can't give him Dastanol's number. What are you doing? That's almost – I mean, you know, the kid hasn't even played it down yet in the NFL. You're giving him number 99? What's that? You know, Jets got to be a little smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to be a little smarter. That, that's like the Knicks giving Randall, you know, Bernard's number 30. I mean, you got to be a little smarter than that. So I want to see Gastineau's 99 retired, but I'm on a campaign now to get Mark Gastineau in the Hall of Fame. And, I got, and you know, like I said, I got to talk to maybe some of these sports writers because you look it up. Look up the numbers of this guy. And I know it didn't end well. I know he left in the middle of the 1988 season. I understand. We all know about the roughing the passer on Bernie Colzar in a playoff game in 86 against the Browns. We all know that. But if you watch that game again, even after that, there was still a lot of opportunities where the Jets could have closed that game out and didn't do it. Thank you, Joe Walton. Okay? Thank you, Joe. Terrible coach he was. Stunk. But Gastineau gets a bad rap. And I understand he's got his problems now, you know, uh, 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 physical problems now, you know, health issues and all. Gastineau belongs in the Hall of Fame. Let's get him in while he's still on this earth. And the Jets should retire number 99. Case closed. Case closed. So there you go. And I'll give you another guy that, that needs to get his number retired. It won't happen because, again, we're on that, you know, that moral high ground that everybody's on. But how about A-Rod? Now, you think A-Rod was a pretty good freaking Yankee? Huh? Number 13? Think so? Won a world championship with the Yankees the last time they won when A-Rod was prominent. Two MVP awards with the Yankees, right? He hit his 600 home run with the Yankees. Did he not? Yes, he did. Over 50 home runs one year as a Yankee. Shouldn't he be in? And I, and again, I understand the steroids and the cheating and the this and the that. You know, and they suspended him for a year and all this BS. Obviously, A-Rod should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. We know that. Again, the moral high ground always coming into play, right? Always. But how about number? How about A Rod going in? Isn't it time for that? He was a great player. There's no way you could you could say whatever you want about whatever you want. He belongs in the freaking Hall of Fame, as well the steroid guys do. Starting with Barry Bonds, and as much as I hate him, Roger Clemens. But it's long overdue that he gets. Yeah, let's let's retire his number. You got all these Yankees that have their number retired that were nowhere near the player that Alex Rodriguez was. Let's be real about it. But, but, can't do that. Yankees hate him. Moral high ground. Cheat, this, that, all this nonsense. So those are my guys. So there you go. So the Beningo list for the, you know, the next group of New York athletes that should be, have their number retired. Number one is Bernard King with the next number 30. Number two is Doc and Darryl with the, you know, 18 and 16, uh, 16 and 18, Doc and Darryl with the Mets. Mark Gastineau's number 99, and he should be in Canton in the Hall of Fame. And then A-Rod's number 13. And, of course, once we put Bernard King in the rafters, then we could put number seven and Carmelo Anthony in the rafters. That's it. Case closed. So there you have it. Beningo's retired number segment and who I think should be in from the uh, sports teams here in New York. All right, I almost said the number for WFAN. Don't forget to check out my Saturday show tomorrow from 10 to 1. Always interesting. Always interesting, as you know. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast for Friday, uh, Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial beginning of summer. 
Summer is here. Thank God. Because it's like war says, the great war, great group war, summer, my time of year. Exactly. I'm not going to sing it now. I did my singing already earlier. You missed it. I did a little Elvis Presley, you know. It's now or never, which, of course, is the, what I say always about my jet team. It's now or never to win. Let's be honest. We're not winning now. When is it happening? And then, of course, a little one night with you is what I'm now praying for. All right, let's get our, uh, let's get our sponsors in here, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, of course. Um, we all had a great time last Friday with the one and only, the incomparable Sydney Arthur Rosenberg. We'll let you know when the next uh, live podcast at the Brewing Company is coming. Uh, Got a couple ideas, maybe a couple surprises for you who that guest, our guest will be. But you know the stuff. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in beautiful Who Needs a House Out in Hackensack, as Billy Joel once said. You know, what does he know? He lived on the island. Anyway, check it out. There's always 12 beers on tap. Don't forget to try my Oda Payne beer. We got the Met colors now for the baseball season. We'll have the Jet colors for football again, as you know. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue. Come check it out. Uh, it's the best. Mike Jones, Herb, TJ, everybody, uh, Andre, go see everybody over there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Tell them Beningo sent you in. We will let you know when the next live podcast will be. Also, my friends at Anita Discount Tire, my son Johnny just had his uh, wedding anniversary. I think it's nine years, whatever the hell, and they said it wouldn't last, so... Congratulations to Johnny on nine years of blissful marriage. Um, but go see Johnny at Anita Discount Tire. Go see his great boss, Harry. Um, you know, whatever you need. You need your car. car um, you need tires for your car. Easy for me to say. You need uh, any kind of work done on your car. You need your car inspected. You don't want to go sit in a line in Lodi. Uh, you know, go over to Anita Discount Tire. They'll take care of you. Tell them I sent you. They're in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue, right between the two golf courses, Valley Brook and Rivervale. Go check it out. You'll you'll be happy you did. Any work on your ties, see Johnny and Ari and tell them that I sent you. And then, of course, DraftKings. And we, we thank DraftKings again. They're going to be uh, sponsoring us for our third consecutive football season coming up in September. And if you want to bet on anything, the NBA playoffs. Uh, how, about, how about the Celtics, who were down three games to none, and against Miami, have now come back to make it a, a, a six-game series. Game six coming up tomorrow in Miami, and all the pressure now on the Heat to close it out. Remember, no NBA team has ever come back from 3-0 to win a best-out-of-seven series, and God knows we don't want the Celtics to be that team, okay? So go Miami, get it done tomorrow night, please. Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam Adebayo and that whole group there, uh, you know, um, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love and company, Spolstra, get it done tomorrow and get the goddamn Celtics out. Uh, the Lakers, of course, were swept by Denver, so they'll be in the finals for the first time. The Nuggets awaiting the Miami-Boston winner. But if you want to bet on that, the Stanley Cup playoffs, I, I'm not even sure what's going on there. I saw the Stars beat the uh, Golden Knights the other night. I don't know where that is. I know Florida was up 3-0. I think it's 3-1 now in their series against Carolina, but you know, once the Rangers went down, my hockey season ended. But if you want to bet on that, whatever, all the baseball, the golf coming up, you got the U.S. Open coming up Father's Day weekend. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Brooks Kepka won at again, just like he did the PGA. Uh, I kind of like the Shambo. You know, I can't use Kepka again in my pool. So 
I'm, I'm leaning towards Bryson DeChambeau for the U.S. Open, but we'll see. But if you want to bet on that, the golf, anything you want to bet on, um, like I said, the baseball, anything. You want to bet soccer. I'm not a soccer guy, but you want to bet on that. Whatever you, you, know, whatever you want to bet on, DraftKings, of course, is the way to go. And, again, we thank them for another wonderful year coming up for their third straight season uh, with me with the National Football League starting in September. All right, as far as the Mets, Mets with a nice bounce-back win. They lose the first two games of that series in Chicago. Got beat, got uh, really uh, handled the other night by Marcus Stroman. Oh, God, how much don't you want to lose to that guy? I don't want to get started on him. But he pitched a tremendous game. But the Mets bounced back last night. They beat up the Cubs and Kyle Hendricks 10-1, the final score of that game. Couple RBIs for Brett Beatty. Couple RBIs for Stalling Marte. Another home run for Peter Alonso, his 19th of the year. He now has 45 RBIs. And, and I want to say this about Pete. And obviously, I'm a Met fan. Obviously, I'm prejudiced. And you've heard me say this over and over again. Pete Alonso will be the greatest everyday Met player of all time when all is said and done. He's almost there now. He really is. And he's on pace right now to hit 60 homers. And I understand that Aaron Judge is, you know, I understand. To me, he's the number one uh, uh, offensive player. He's the most dangerous hitter in baseball today to me is Aaron Judge. I give him that. Is he a better all-around player than Pete? Yeah. Plays the outfield, good defensive player, you know, hits for a higher average. Is he a better slugger than Pete? I don't know that. I don't know that. And I understand that that um, Judge hit 62 home runs last year, but let's not forget. Remember, Judge set the rookie record for home runs in a season with 52. Who's the guy that broke it the next year with 53? Oh, that's right. It was Pete. And would it really shock you if Pete wound up hitting over 60 home runs in a season? Not me. You know, Roger Maris, and I love Roger Maris. I'm a huge Roger Maris fan. He should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a joke that he's not, but that's for another day, okay? All right? Roger Maris hit those 61 home runs in 1961, right? It's the only time in his career he ever hit over 40. He did have the back-to-back MVPs. Great players, seven World Series teams, three World Championship teams, all of that. Should be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. But Roger Maris hit 61 home runs in a year. Was he a better home run hitter than Harmon Killebrew? Was he? Seriously? Harmon Killebrew hit, what, 560 career home runs? And, and I, when, I, when I think of Pete, you know, Harmon Killebrew comes to mind. He's, he's got a lot of similarities. You know, they, they almost look the same. They almost have the same kind of body type. Maybe Killebrew was a little stockier than Pete. But, I mean, so what does that mean? To me, they're really – you could talk about Aaron Judge all you want, and I got great respect for him. Like I said, he's the most dangerous offensive player in the game today. I don't want to hear about Otani. I know Otani can pitch. Otani's not the hitter that uh, Aaron Judge is. But I don't know if Aaron Judge is the slugger that Pete Alonso is. I don't know about that. Hit his 19th home run last year, right field, you know, against the wind in Wrigley. He's got 19 homers, 45 RBIs. Uh, Pete's just unbelievable. And uh, Stevie, better sell a couple more paintings because you're going to have to ante up, as I said many times, to pay Alonzo when all is said and done. He's going to get his 30-plus million a year, if not more than that, maybe $40 million when all is said and done for Alonzo. So start getting it ready. We don't want any drama with Pete. We don't want the drama that the Yankee fans had to endure last year with, with Judge 
worrying about whether or not he was going to, they were going to sign her if he was going to wind up with the Giants in San Francisco. We don't need that with Alonzo. We don't need drama. They got to get it done before he becomes a free agent. There's no question about it. So, but um, you can talk about whoever you want in Major League Baseball right now. To me, the premier slugger right now in Major League Baseball, in all due respect to Aaron Judge, is Pete Alonzo. I'm sorry. I know I'm a Mets fan. I get it. Anyway, nice bounce back by the Mets last night. They go over 500 again. Really, how about Carrasco last night? Six and two-thirds innings, one run ball, got out of a big bases loaded jam early in the game. Um, that was very, very encouraging to see. So the Mets, a game over 500 as we go into Memorial Day weekend, and now they have a big three-game series with the Rockies uh, coming up. Remember, the Rockies took two out of three a couple of weeks ago at City Field. Now the Mets have a big series with them. And they got Scherzer pitching tonight and Verlander pitching tomorrow. And they need to at least get a, a series win there in Colorado. They're off Monday on Memorial Day. How ridiculous is that? I mean, come on. You know, when I was growing up, baseball, you know, there's three significant holidays during the, football, the uh, baseball season. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day. And all three of those holidays, everybody in baseball should be playing. All right. I understand that, they, you know, that this is on a Monday and so will Labor Day. I'm not sure when Fourth of July falls this year. I don't think it's on a Monday, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Every base, every all 30 major league baseball teams should be playing Memorial Day, July 4th and Labor Day. Tuesday, my wife says. There you go. V- Tuesday for the 4th of July. Very simple. Sounds like a four day weekend there. Very, very simple. That's it. Case closed. And the Mets aren't playing on Memorial Day. It's an absolute joke. Sorry, joke. But they go to Colorado now. And 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 can we finally, can we trim the fat off this team? They dumped Gary Sanchez after a short period of time. They DFA'd him. Okay, so they cleared it out. Sanchez can't catch. He's got to only be a DH. They really didn't seem interested in using him then. And I would have gave him a little shot. But he's gone. Big deal. All right, time to get Vogel back out of here. Really, time to get rid of these guys. Vogel back, Tommy Pham. You can get rid of Canna too. You know, Marte's starting to come around now a little bit. You can get rid of those guys, all right? And it's time to bring Ronnie Mauricio up here, put him at second base, and play all four kids, Beatty, Alvarez. How about the fact that there was even talk that Alvarez was going to get sent down? What? There's no freaking way you're sending him down. He's the catcher. He's the, he's the, he is our starting catcher, period, case closed. And hopefully for the next 10 years, he got two more hits yesterday, hit that home run the other night when nobody could hit it out in Wrigley with the wind blowing in, even though they lost to Stroman. You know, he hit that two-run homer. Alvarez has got to put, Alvarez is the catcher. You're sending him down. Where did that come from? It's time to bring Mauricio up and have him play second, all four of the kids in the lineup every day. Mauricio, Vientos, Alvarez, and Beatty. That's it. Get rid of the dead weight off this team. You know, starting with Vogelback, he stinks, right? Guys, he's supposed to be a home runner, and he's got two home runs. I mean, are you kidding me? Get him out. Get goodbye. Enough of Canna. Get him out. We've had enough of him now, too. Tommy Pham, get him out. Had enough of him. And bring Mauricio up. And the everyday lineup should be Pete at first, Mauricio at second, Lindor at short, Beatty at third, Vientos in left, Nimmo in center, 
Marte in right, and Alvarez catching. And in the DH, uh, whatever. You could have Vientos be the DH. You want to keep Cannon, put him in left field? I'm good with that too. But I need to see Vientos in the lineup every day. I'm sick and tired, sick and tired of watching Vogelbeck get struck out looking, you know, the occasional walk. Yeah, he got a single yesterday. I'm supposed to get delirious. Guys hit two home runs, right? I mean, it's just enough already, enough. So we'll see what the Mets do this weekend. Big series in Colorado. As I said, they're one game over 500 now at 26 and 25 as uh, they salvage the third game of their three-game series in frigid Wrigley. I mean, you know, you're watching this game last night. It's like 40 degrees with the wind blowing in, you know? We were there when I was doing the show with Evan probably 10 years ago now. Um, we went to Wrigley, myself, Evan, and Ernie Acosta, our producer at the time. We went to Wrigley around this time. It, I, it was like the week before Memorial Day, and it was free. We went to the games, and it was frozen. In fact, I'm wearing an honor of that right now. I, it was so cold at Wrigley, we were not prepared. You know, it was nice in New York. We get to, we get to Chicago, it's like freaking cold. We go to the game at Wrigley. We went to, went to like all three of the games. We went one of, the, one of the nights when it was just completely frigid. And we had to buy something. We go into the, to the Cubs shop there at Wrigley. And obviously, everything is Cubs. So I'm not buying anything with Cubs on it. I got to get something. And they had a very nice sweatshirt that says Wrigley Field night, since 1914, right? Nothing about the Cubs, just Wrigley Field. I bought it, and I wore it there because I was freezing. And I have it now, and it's one of my my prized souvenirs from that trip to Wrigley Field. So, um, yeah, it gets cold there, and it was freaking cold. So the Mets will try to uh, bounce, you know, take a series in Colorado uh, tonight with Scherzer on the mound, Verlander uh, tomorrow. All right, Beningo the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, as uh, we go off into the sunset, I hope everybody has a great, great Memorial Day weekend. Like I said, summer's here and the time is right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But dancing in the streets, as Martin and Vandellas once said, right? Or we could do the summertime and the living is easy, right? So hush, little baby, don't you cry. But summertime <laughs> is here. Hot fun in the summertime, sliding the family song, one of the great songs of all time. Oh, my God, how good is that? So everybody, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Memorial Day. Enjoy the great weather. Enjoy the baseball, the basketball, the hockey, the golf, whatever you're watching, all the love.